are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. All right, here we go. It's a reaction Monday. We do not have time to waste. We have a press conference that is beginning in Starkville right now as we speak with Zach Selman. Coach Let's Arnett check in. Let him know he was relieved of his duties as head football coach at Mississippi State. I want to start by thanking Coach Arnett for his contributions both as a, as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach after taking over um, after the tragic passing of Coach Leach. Zach is a great man of integrity, and we wish him and his family all the very best in future endeavors. All right, and let me, now's a chance to just break in real quick. You've heard it start. You have a press conference happening right now, live in Starkville. Zach Selman, Athletics Director of Mississippi State. You heard him. He's announcing the firing of Zach Arnett. We're going to get into it right now. Your phone calls, your text coming up here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Now back to Starkville, live press conference going on right now with Zach Selman. Instantly accepted the role. Coach Knox has experience in this role both here at Mississippi State and also at Florida. After meeting with Coach Knox, I met with the rest of the coaching staff and shared with them our plan and confirmed with each of them their professional obligations and duties to continue to pour into our young men. All of our existing assistant coaches will remain in their roles for the duration of the season and have been asked to give their all to Mississippi State and align with Coach Knox. Our football student athletes were called to a team meeting after I met with the coaches this morning. We will meet again this, this afternoon. I can tell you this, we have a locker room full of young men who are eager to grow and I know Coach Knox with his leadership will inject confidence, connection and belief within our program. All the decisions that we make are always centered on the best interest of our student athletes. Winning football programs are built on toughness, consistency, togetherness, belief, connection, passion, and resiliency. We have shown throughout our history all of these ingredients can be found right here in Starkville, Mississippi. Since I arrived here in January, I've felt the overwhelming support from our fans, ticket holders, letter winners, Bulldog Club members. I know all of our stakeholders will meet us in this moment and help us propel Mississippi State football to where we all want it to be, to where we all know it can be. We're going to need our stakeholders to join us in this pursuit. It will be vital to our success and to the future. The road isn't easy and it will only continue to get tougher. So we need all of, our, all of us to come together. The greatness that Mississippi State is, is the strength of our Bulldogs when we collectively come together. There's no better time to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. We've assembled one of the most dynamic administrative leadership teams in the country that are relentlessly identifying new ways to help our student athletes be successful in the classroom, in competition, supporting their mental health, their well-being, their NIL opportunities, and the list continues to go on and on and on. As we look forward, we know the best days are ahead for Mississippi State. We have begun a national search for our next head football coach. We have a storied history. We've got a proven pathway to the NFL. We're located in a great recruiting area, and we're competing against the best week in and week out. As a competitor, there's no better place to be than Mississippi State University. Uh, lastly, our football team will work tirelessly to get 
prepared to play this Saturday against Southern Miss. And I want to ask all of our Bulldog, Bulldogs excuse me, to show up and support our young men and our coaches. That's who we are. We want people to continue to show up, uh, make our stadium continue to be one of the most dynamic environments in all of college football. But we need each of you to be there. Bulldogs are about action. We're not about complaining. We're just about showing up and doing the work. Like all high-profile co coaching searches, there's going to be plenty of rumors out there on who our candidates are, and there'll be a ton of interest in this position. I advise you not to make assumptions or believe anything unless you hear it from me. During this process, we'll be thorough, we'll be diligent, and we'll be efficient. The next time I speak publicly on this will be when we introduce our, our next head football coach. With that, Brendan, take a couple questions. Okay, this is the Q&A portion, the question and answer portion of Zach Selman's press conference going on right now. And they're passing around a microphone. Zach, like. if you will, maybe take us through your decision timeline. I mean, you know, what kind of brought this day forward? And obviously, we've all seen the product on the field, but kind of what did you know and when did you know it and when did you start thinking that way? Yeah, I think in this role, you're constantly looking at the health of a sport program. And you, throughout the season, you want to see progression and progression in certain areas. I don't think we, we met the standard on the field. Um, as far as a point of decision, I think after discussions with Dr. Keenum in, on Sunday afternoon, it was, it was pretty clear that this was a decision that we needed to make to make sure that we solidify um, our path forward into the future. Coach, will you be using the services of a search firm in this? And um, you talk about the parameters when we spoke in a college station the other night that it will be kind of a, a as fast as you can. Do you have a timeline in mind when you want to have a head coach? Yeah, right now we, we do plan to use uh, the services of a search. Um, from a timeline perspective, clearly we want to be as, as fast and expeditious as we can, but we also want to make sure we're thorough and diligent, understanding there'll be a lot, there's a lot of football left to play in this season. Uh, we don't want to mix, you know, just jumping out there to doing it if it's not the right fit, not the right person for Mississippi State. So we'll be, uh, again, as thorough as, as we need to be, but we also understand what's upcoming. We understand what happens with the transfer portal. We understand uh, the recruiting calendar. We understand the final schedules. So with all of that, there's a lot of variables that we'll take into consideration, but at the core of what we'll do is make sure that we hire the best person for Mississippi State. Zach, you mentioned you know the football still left to play this season. I guess what, why did you think now was, was the right time to make a change and uh, with two games still left to play? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of games, a lot of stuff to play for. Um, and thought we need, at this point of the season, we needed a, just a, a jolt of energy, a jolt of juice. And it's, it's also uh, comforting when you know you have somebody like Coach Knox that um, has the experience before. You know, you talk about somebody that's a connector, somebody that builds people up, somebody that's, again, uh, got over three decades of experience coaching a game of football. Um, so thought this was best. And, and also, uh, we, we've got a a lot of recruiting. We've got a lot of things we've got to do, and I know Coach Knox will really help us get that done. Hey, Zach. Um, you were talking about how you don't want to rush this. You want to get the right person in there. What are the qualifications for you for this next hire? Does it have to be someone who has head coaching experience? Uh, is that kind of all off the table? Like, what are you specifically kind of looking for, and what, what's highest on your, on your qualifications list for this opening? Yeah, I think, you know, you always go into a search open-minded. So I don't want to say it's got to be, you know, an offensive person or a defensive person has to be 
sitting head coach. I think uh, what you do look for is you look for winning quality, somebody that's got winning traits, somebody that knows what winning looks like at the highest level, both schematically and programmatically. Um, you know when you've got winning DNA. So don't want to pigeonhole where we're at, but you clearly want somebody that can build culture and culture changes in, in today's landscape. You want somebody that, from a schematic standpoint, knows the game. And you're competing in this league, you're competing against the, uh, the tip of the spear. And that excites me. That excites everybody, I think, to have that. Um, so nobody, somebody that knows the game, uh, somebody clearly that can recruit, you know, and recruiting in such a uh, changing landscape. So somebody that has that dimension. Then clearly somebody that understands how to develop talent. You know, for us, when we recruit young men, uh, one, we recruit them for life, but we also recruit them knowing that we have a clear pathway to the National Football League, and we don't shy away from that. Um, so we want to have somebody that has all those, all those principles, all those ingredients to come in here and lead our program. Hey, Zach, with this being your first hire of this magnitude in college football, I mean, how prepared do you feel like you are for this, uh, to take this on? Yeah, Robbie, my, my dad had a construction company growing up, and he'd always look at my hands and say, you know, are they still soft or they, are they got scars on them? So I think over my tenure in this business, uh, if you look at my hands, they're pretty scarred up. Um, and it's a testament to people I used to work for, work with, so have uh, experience at, at every level um, and in every position, every sport. So feel really prepared and understand that we've done this at you know, two prior institutions I've been at. Zach, in the NIL space. Okay, real quick, uh, question coming in about NIL. This is the Zach Selman press conference going on right now That's live. That's a factor in this uh, ever-changing college football world. And so how prepared are you to answer that question? And uh, you know, what do you need from fans to ensure that Mississippi State is competitive in that space so they can attract the best candidate possible? Yeah, over the last uh, handful of months that we've been here, uh, that's been a key priority for us. And we put a lot of um, energy and thought into the Bulldog Initiative or working with Charlie Winfield and his efforts. Um, I think for our, our fans, we need everybody to join the Bulldog Initiative. We need to support. That will be a subject of conversation. And I feel uh, we've made a lot of progress there. Um, but we continue to need people to join, continue to have people support. Again, you can't win games just by yourself anymore. That's not the case. So we've got a competitive fan base. We've got a hungry fan base. So I encourage each of us, uh, each of our stakeholders, to join in what we're trying to do here. Because, again, truly, it's a special time to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. Zach, I know probably when you, when you had to uh, approach Coach Arnett with the news, it was a difficult conversation. But just can you share anything about the reaction or anything that was said? Yeah, I want to keep our conversation private. But from the moment I stepped on campus, I can say, Coach Arnett's been nothing but a true professional. He's a great um, leader. He's a great man of integrity. And nothing is out of characteristic of Coach Arnett. You know, uh, Coach Arnett's got a huge, bright future ahead of him. Again, wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. You mentioned uh, meeting with the players th this morning, later this afternoon. I guess just what's kind of the, the message you have for them and, and how do you kind of expect them to respond, you know, these last two games uh, to the news? Yeah, I think first and foremost, always go at it with their young men. And I understand change is hard. I've been a part of a lot of locker rooms before over my lifetime. And anytime there's, there's sudden change, it's difficult. And that factored in there's been uh, sudden change compounded from Coach Leach's passing. So today, I want to make sure it's all about how much we care and love each of them. And when we say that, we mean it. And I think that's something special about Mississippi State. So how can we help you get through this time? 
And secondly, it's, okay, as we go through that, now we've got to get ready to start playing some football games. And there's no greater medium to, uh, to bond together, to come together and pursue something really good than the game of football. I think sport is something that's unlike anything else. So I think the message is, you know, you never play the game for yourself. If you play the game for yourself, you're, you're never going to find happiness. You're never going to find joy playing. But you play for the person lining up next to you. And I think we've got a group of, of men in our locker room that will line up and play for the person next to them. Yes, sir. Uh, excuse me. Uh, is there anything you can Zach Arnett, uh, sorry, Zach Selman press conference going on right now live regarding the firing of Zach Arnett. You're tuning into it live here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. I'm Matt Beavers here. We're going to get uh, going with Reaction Monday coming up in just a second. But uh, for now, let's get back into the press conference with Zach Selman. It's going on right my now. my part in the messaging of that. Again, I've been around the game of football my entire life and understand, uh, again, what, what great coaching looks like and what great coaching is. And I'm 100% confident we'll find that right coach to not only get our current players uh, developed into another level, but also um, the recruits to make sure we take them to another level as well. So I think, again, the recruits, it's no better time than be a Mississippi State Bulldog. Zach, does your experience as a college football player play into your decision here? Do, do you have traits and coaches that you uh, played for that you're going to be looking for and to, to come to Mississippi State? Yeah, probably don't pull from my playing experience necessarily. I think you do pull from, like, again, winning qualities, winning DNA. And I think winning translates. Like so many times we put uh, you know, whether it's cliche or characteristics on what specifically is that, you know, they've got great turnover margin, they got great time of possession, whatever that might be. I think you can see what winning looks like, and winning does translate. So, you know, I, I played for a winning coach at, at Wake Forest, and so I do see, like, winning looks differently. There's different strategies to win depending on where you're at. So, I, But I think at the core of it, it's winning, and how can you develop talent, and how can you continue to lead men forward because um, it's not all about football. Yeah, we want to win games, but there's also more to this game. This is we're uh, nestled in the heart of campus for a reason. It's higher education. It's like how do you grow? How do you be, you know, a better man? And I think uh, all those all those factors carry into again. How can you win as a program? Zach, you kind of talked about the timeline a, a little bit earlier, but in terms of you know finding that that right person, like, do you have like a certain amount of candidates now, and then kind of narrow it down over the next couple? Like, what does that? What do the next couple of weeks kind of look like for you in terms of candidates that you have in your mind, and, and when it comes to meeting with them, and that? Is there any kind of insight you can share with us on that process? Yeah, probably don't want to get into number of candidates. Just say this: I've been a get a student of this game for a long time. Uh, I've got a, a deep network in, in not only college football, uh, football at every level. Um, and I think that's just a, a blessing to grow up in, you know, in a football family. So I don't want to get time on, but I've got, I've, again, over my career, uh, growing up, being so heavily involved in the game, got a list of candidates and, you know, uh, look forward to having conversations when those time comes and then make sure we'll whittle it down from there and, and then, um, you know, clearly, I also want to give a, a big testament or shout out to Dr. Keenum has been huge in this process as well, and we'll make sure that we get aligned with uh, our campus leadership as well. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Hail State.
All right, so that'll wrap up the press conference uh, with Zach Selman there um, talking about it's it's a little bit of reaction too as he met with reporters there taking some questions, but talking a little bit about uh, the decision to move on from Coach Harnett. Now I'm going to kind of keep it all pulled up. One thing I will tell you that's going on right now as we speak, if you're listening here in the middle of the day live, is then interim coach Greg Knox is meeting with media. So whether or not that is something that's you know, televised or broadcast. I don't know if it is. We'll plug back into it. I'll just flip the switch and we'll go back in there and hear some, some from Coach Knox. If not, just be aware that'll be out there coming up. But how do you do on this Reaction Monday? Welcome to the show. Thanks for everybody who's commented already and tuned in. A ton of people on the live stream right there. And you see those comments, if you're in on the show right now, like uh, Becky, who said, Hail State, typed it in on Facebook. You can type in a comment if you're on YouTube or Facebook. And then we can pop it up here on the screen, part of the show right here on the Murray West live thread, murraywest.com. Murray West, contract embroidery company right here in Mississippi. Statewide, anywhere, send your, you need your logo embroidered on anything. That's where you go, custom apparel, whatever. Check them out at Murray West. That's M U R R Y, MurrayWest.com, right here uh, in Mississippi, up in New Albany. So, open up uh, the invitation. We've got uh, phone lines open to you, Beavers, here today. You can call me on the Divini phone, 995 1059. It's a 601 number, 995 1059. Love to hear from you. You can text me on the Country Please and Text Line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast. 885-3776, 601 number, 885-3776. Another way to remember that number is it's uh, 885-ESPN. You can text that number. Now that'll get you in here on the text line. Coming to your texts already, uh, Jason and Nick and Greg and J-Rock and others coming to y'all's text in uh, just a bit as we kind of get Reaction Monday going. So let me let me give you a thought or two since we got we have about maybe two minutes or so, two and a half minutes here before uh, commercial breaks. Our first one of the day on this Reaction Monday is going to hit, and then we'll come back, and then we're in normal Monday mode. Your comments, your texts, your phone calls, your reaction to all of this coming up. But if, if you don't, if, if you are tuned in today wondering where my stance is and what my opinion is on what went wrong, and you know, for me, I want to be a little careful because of the players on the team currently. There's two more games to play. You need two more to extend your season. They are both against teams from Mississippi, rivalry games. There's a lot of games. There's a lot of football is going to happen, you know, before this thing's all said and done. But here we sit. So when I say be careful, I, I do keep players in mind because I want to be honest with you, I, <laughs> to a fault, I look at things through the lens of a player. I look at things as if you've got the helmet on because that's primarily my experience as I went through it as a player. Zach Arnett, today, out of a job. He is one of the best young defensive coordinators in the country. He will land squarely on his feet somewhere. He will be a coveted defensive coordinator. Trust me. So that's not the issue. But hear this. I believe firmly, in fact, I know, and I could prove it, and I could point to it, and I can illustrate it until 
I and y'all are blue in the face. But when Coach Leach passed away, an unprecedented situation at SEC school, Coach Arnett was elevated to head coach because he won the bowl game and two for the purpose of continuity in that situation. And the decision, here, here I go, the decision to blow up the offensive staff that Mike Leach put together and to send them all packing with Will Rogers coming back who played in the air raid in high school and three years in college and set records. And five senior offensive linemen who played in the air raid for three years and won nine games in it, even though it wasn't always pretty. And a whole bunch of receivers that signed to do what? To catch passes in the air raid. With all of that coming back, the decision to blow up the staff that Mike Leach put together and to send them all on their merry way and to completely not morph, not transition, no, 180-degree overhaul of the offense is what has primarily led to this. Because my analysis is, after watching that game on Saturday night, it's one of the worst college offenses I've ever been forced to watch. And you can't do you can't do all of that without really a way to justify it and then get to this point and not catch criticism. I've said it for months after months after months. If it doesn't go well, you are open to criticism. That was the start of bad decisions. And that's primarily why it is where it is right now. Just getting started with you on this Monday. Stick around. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau all across the great state of Mississippi. Uh, yeah, a little bit of one of those uh, you know, inauspicious starts to the show, right? Because it, right as I said hello, the press conference with Zach Selman began. And so I, I barely even had a chance to say hello before I flip the switch over to the press conference, and I appreciate y'all understanding. And so, here's what uh, we need to do. We have a ton of people watching and commenting, by the way, on the Murray West live thread. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter, hey to y'all. So type in a comment, hit submit, pops up right here on the screen. Um... Uh, Gene likes something I said. See, Gene's on Facebook. He said, well said, Matt. See, I can bring up things that I like on there. <laughs> and uh, we'll get into all of that. So as you can tell, there's a lot to get to there, and we'll try to start to make our way through some of that. Also, lots of text messages coming in on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves all around the southeast. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff was the first to text today, and uh, he's out in Arizona, and he says, uh, I don't know what to think. He says it probably had to happen because of the fan response, but folks better understand that this starts the hard part, a true rebuild. And then he said, it sucks. I was looking forward to crowing about being right regarding Ole Miss today. 
<laughs> uh, you were right about that. I mean, Georgia just absolutely dominated them. I mean, you thought Alabama whipped them. Good gracious. No contest. And that's the <laughs> – there, therein lies the, the issue where the boring – the boringness – is that even a word? <laughs> Where the bore is in college football, and that is you got about three or four or five programs that they are so far separated from everybody else. The rest of the country is merely playing for about fourth place. I mean, and there, there's recruiting and NIL for you. That's what it causes. But, you know, you were right about that, uh, Jason. All right, Nick texts the show, Country Please and Text Line. He says, Selman proved himself today. By making this decision, now go hire a guy with experience running a program of success, utilizing NIL. It's a new age in college football. Well, Nick, yeah, and that's a big statement, okay? Because just because you say somebody program success, running a program, number one, and number two, utilize NIL. <laughs> well, the first thing is you got to have NIL, right? And to utilize, you know, the, the guts of the words you know utilize same root word as utility what is utility necessary right it is necessary but are you ever going to outraise and out fundraise and outspend alabama no are you ever going to outraise and outspend georgia no now you know take major league baseball sometimes the yankees don't win at all Okay, but Baltimore will never outspend them. The good news is sometimes Baltimore beats them. And you're right, you're going to have to figure it out. And there it is. <laughs> Rebel Greg texts the show. A lot of people have thought about this. He goes, is this the first time that two coaches that coached against each other both got fired after coaching the same game? He says, I can't remember it ever happening. I was thinking about it this morning, Greg. I cannot remember it happening. If it has. J-Rock Texas Show says, Hey, Matt, I miss Coach Arnett. I wish him all the best, and I would like to say that I'm personally impressed with Zach Selman. I hope he hits home run with this hire. Well, he better. Uh, unnamed Tech. No, this is Ronnie from Florida. Ronnie, a Florida man. <laughs> he says, Hindsight is 2020. He says, I think the result may have been different if we kept the air raid for one more year. I wish Arnett the best. He came in in a difficult situation. Ronnie, he did, you know, and I appreciate him too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know necessarily that Zach Arnett was pursuing the head coaching job. And I think you know, he got it, and was willing to step in the gap after Coach Leach died. And I appreciate him doing that. And they pulled it together for the bowl game, and did, and and that was good. Um. Had they stuck with the previous offensive staff and system with minimal changes or whatever those modifications were, it absolutely would have been a different result. You hear me? It's not a might have been. It would have been. Now, maybe you didn't want to do it down the road. Maybe you didn't want to five years from now still be running the air raid. All right. Figure it out along the way. Run, tell them. Run, tell all of them I said it. It's so clear, and it was clear. You didn't need hindsight to see how clear that is. Jason, we got you. Kyle said it has to be the first. Yeah, okay, same thing. <laughs> Two guys fired, same game. 
Unnamed Texter said, hate it for Zach as he seems like a decent guy, was a good D.C., and held the team together at a crucial time, but also feel it was necessary to move the program forward. Norman. Coffee Norman. I got coffee today, too. It's a coffee kind of day, Norman. High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. It is the best coffee I've ever had. Go to highpointroasters.com and get yours today. Uh, Norman says, what's your gut reaction on a possible Dan Mullen return? You ready? You ready for my gut reaction? No! <laughs> There's my gut reaction to that. <clears throat> now, completely out of the question, possible? I don't know, Norman. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I'm not that... I hadn't spent... I hadn't gotten a chance really to get to know <laughs> some of the people that are making all these decisions. Listen, I don't know. My opinion... All right, <laughs> let's go over to the phone line real quick. A ton of messages, and we got our first phone call of the day. Houston on line one of the Divinity phone. Thanks for calling, Houston. What's up? Well, um, good afternoon, Matt. Uh, I um, I'm thankful you took my call, and uh, and I'm sorry we had to lose like that. That was not a very good game to listen to, but I enjoyed uh, your your analysis of the game and everything. Thank you. Uh, about this coaching uh, situation, uh, I we have a two-game season left, uh, and uh, and I believe in Greg Knox. I believe that he can he can galvanize this uh, offense, and uh, and we can get Will Rogers back in the fold yeah. uh, on on uh, Saturday, and. Uh, about uh, Coach Arnett, it was a very unprecedented situation. I'm grateful for what he did. Uh, um, but unfortunately, in these uh, things, um, decisions have to be made. And fortunately for us, uh, we don't have to make that decision. We have a great athletic director in Zach Spellman. And uh, I'm just happy that, we, we're, uh, that we're going to move forward and, and we're going to be better, and we're going to be a very a vibrant uh, contender in the Southeastern Conference based on, on who, no matter who we hire. Um, you know, there's a thousand different candidates, it seems. But we just have to get the right person from Mississippi State, and we have to get somebody who understands and, and, uh, and kind of uh, yeah. just loves the coaching. Yeah. And uh, investing in uh, NIL, yeah. getting NIL, embracing that. So. Hey, well, and on that note, Houston, next time you see Dak, ask him. We got to ask him for a check or two, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Well, I, I did find uh, the tight end coach for uh, for, uh, for Dallas. I did say that we could have a job opening, so I kind of did a little. <laughs> Uh, intel on there the sideline down there. There you go. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I kind of already, um, I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I, I'm going to win. And, and these next two games, Greg Knox is the head coach, the interim head coach. And we have to do everything possible to win these next two games to prove that Mississippi State uh, is uh, in a great Position to get a new uh, to get a new coach and and yeah. uh, and I, I was right about Ole Miss. I was right, 
Uh, I can toot my own horn, I guess, <laughs> uh, because I loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it. And, I bet uh, you did, Houston. And, uh, hey, and, and, and well, was, congrats on getting that right. Great. Congrats on getting that right. And call, call me anytime, Houston, okay? Don't be a thank stranger. You. Yeah, thank you. A good call from Houston. Wasn't all that great this weekend, but he did get the old Miss game right. <laughs> Jason kind of said the same thing. Uh, Brian comments on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. He said the air raid wasn't efficient either. And then he said, how do you ask an offensive coordinator to change this from air raid to something else? Yeah, it's true. I mean, that is a tough deal. No, okay, you say efficient, but whatever the word is. No, I mean, the air raid at State with Will and he's got, it wasn't like they went out and scored 40 points every ball game. I mean, they did have some games where they struggled and they got behind and had to come back and all that kind of stuff. But the the point isn't, you know, what is it compared to other people's offenses once they get it going? The point is this, is your, your offensive staff preferred to come back and keep coaching what Mike Leach was building that he put together with Will Rogers, with that old line. They all been playing in it. It's... The, the the downward deal, listen, started with that decision. And when you change it, okay, it's going to be tough. Well, this is beyond tough. It's one of the worst offenses we've ever had to watch. It hadn't taken at all. It's like they put paint on the wall and the paint ain't even dry after six, seven months. What's going on? So that decision started everything. It did, Period. You're not sitting here in the exact same situation if you keep that offensive staff together and roll with the air raid, period. Stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Wyatt Show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. Back with you, I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio on the Murray West Live thread. Contract Embroidery Company right here in Mississippi. You need your logo on anything, that's where you go. Custom apparel and much more. Check them out online, murraywest.com, M-U-R-R-Y. You can see down at the bottom of the webpage there some of the folks they work for and, and do work for. Genteel, Prairie Wildlife, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics. Great company, doing high school stuff. Um, there you go, Murray West Live Thread. Chris said, 100% agree with you, Matt. Well said. Um, thank you. I got a lot of folks that are agreeing with things that I've said today. <laughs> I appreciate it. And now, you know, it, it's one of those where we've got so many comments. I wish I could get to every single solitary one of these. I really do. If there was a way to just click and read it, like not even go to commercial, you know, today would be a uh, today would be a day to do it. Somebody said, you know, it was a bad decision. They took something that was working and got and got rid of it. Let me read you Percy's comment on the Facebook Murray West live thread. Matt, as an old ball coach, I hate this for our kids and school. Reason, I was upset when Zach did not keep the air raid for this year. 
That is what our personnel was recruited for. He could have changed after this year. We won nine games last year, and the group coming back, it would have been great. When we went to SMU in 81, we didn't change the offense with Coach Collins. He kept giving the ball to Dickerson and James, and we ended up winners of Southwestern Conference and number two in the country. Yeah, great experience there, Percy. You know, like, go do what they did. Go do what they can do. And, you know, it's not unprecedented for people to change things up, but this situation was unprecedented. And Zach stepped up when they asked him to, to just, again, stand in the gap when Coach Leach passed. But a huge part of that reason, and it probably should have been made more clear to him, that a huge part of the you know reasoning behind making him a coach is continuity. And the decision to fire that offensive staff that Mike Leach built, who they wanted to stay and they preferred to stay and coach that air raid offense that they had built over the course of three years because they felt like it was ready to go and getting there and getting there. And sure, they, they weren't perfect. But Will Rogers, he'd always played in it. Played well in it at State. Line wide splits, pass block, receivers that came because they were going to catch balls, all that stuff. And the decision to fire it and, and, and all of that. And I'm going to tell you another thing, too. It is a 100% cold, hard fact, okay, that Will Rogers turned a cold shoulder to some offers from some people that badly wanted him to leave state and go play for them, including right here in this league, right over there on the plains, and came back. And I appreciate him for it. Okay, and what happened to him didn't necessarily feel entirely fair either. Bad, 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 bad decisions. All right, over to the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Rick, hanging on line one. What's up, Rick? Hey, long-time listener, Matt. I was just going to come in on uh, next coach, Dan Mullen. You know, Dan Mullen took over Mississippi State when it was an absolute disaster. Yeah, he did. Uh, coming off a 46 to nothing loss to Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl and built a great team over the years. You know, a lot of wins, a lot of bowl games. And if anyone thinks that anybody's going to be successful in Mississippi State and stay nine years, they're part of the problem. Because if you're successful, people are going to want you. And that's, you know, I want someone coaching who other people want. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Rick? So a while ago, somebody brought up Mullen, and my first reaction was no. <laughs> One, because the retread thing, it very rarely works. But two, like, Dan's a very good football coach. He is, okay? But he's also, he can be a real jerk sometimes. <laughs> okay? But but if you win, nobody cares if you're a jerk, right? I mean, that's the reality of it, if you win. But I thought of something after that, during the break, that I had not previously thought of. And and then you give us a chance here to talk about Mullen. If Mullen, people always, the knock on him was always what? He didn't do what? Recruit. Right. He, that was the knock, supposedly. But when you look at it, they had a whole bunch of first-rounders and guys in the NFL. Okay, they did recruit well. But yeah. but you know Three what? Three in one round the first year in the first round. That's right. He did re- recruit better than he got credit for. But think about this, Rick. 
quote unquote recruiting the way it used to be when Dan was coaching here, that's gone. That's over. Nobody at this level of football is recruiting as many high school players as they used to. Ask high school coaches. They've never seen so few scholarship offers given to worthy kids that are juniors and seniors in high school. Why? Because everybody at this level is doing the transfer portal thing more and more and more. Okay, but high-level high recruits and the transfer portal, it's simply a money game. You have to pay them. you got to give them an offer. you got to show them an opportunity along with money. That's what it is. We can call it recruiting all we want to. It's like calling it NIL when it ain't NIL. It's pay for play. That's what it is. So it's a new era. It's not the same era. And if Mullen is a guy who could go back to a place like this and convince some of those former NFL players who state's former players combined are like making as much money in the NFL as any other school out there. And if he could convince them to give, you know, a small percentage of theirs back to the program in the NIL so they can go buy more players, then then you might be on to something if he could convince you he could do that. Now, that might depend on what his relationships are with those NFL players, but that's honestly something I hadn't thought about. And the fact is, he can get an offense in the end zone. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. And he can coach a quarterback. And develop quarterbacks, no question. And put an offense around whatever the quarterback can do. I mean, he took Chris Relf and made an all-SEC-type player out of it. And then he took Tyler Russell and threw it all over the field. Then he took Dak from one year, a runner, to a passer the next, and he gets drafted. The rest is history. And then he turned Nick Fitzgerald into the best running quarterback that the SEC's ever had statistically. I, I mean, I'm sitting okay, here, it's almost like I'm talking myself into it. Bring him back. <laughs> I convinced you. I didn't know I was going to start trying to do that. I appreciate the call, Rick. Thank you. All right, thank you, sir. If Dan could come back and do all that, he could be a jerk all he wants to. <laughs> if you're if you're winning, nobody cares if your uh, horse is <laughs> okay. If you're losing, nobody cares how nice you are. <laughs> That's just. I mean, we we probably can all agree on that. Uh, Earl in Madison texts the show. He said, Selman, quote, great time to be a Mississippi State Bulldog. He goes, well, I guess it is better than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh at that. I can laugh at it. All right, let's get going on some texts here. Brett texts the show. He says, what's amazing to me was the lack of discipline and how soft this team has looked the last few games. Also completely agree with you about the offensive change. Well, Brett, all of that stuff is – Here's a word that, that Bart Gregory likes to use a lot in his analysis. All that stuff is sequential. It all ties into other things. None of those decisions and certain issues live in a vacuum. They're all related to each other. And when you start off with something that chips away maybe at the belief and hope you know, in your, in your team, you look up down the road without fixing it, and you play a game the other, like you did the other night where it's really clear your players have no hope. Your team's trying to make some plays and have fun because playing football is a lot of fun, especially in front of big crowds. But that team had no hope of winning the game. From the minute they ran out there, they didn't think they could win it.
A lot of texts. I'm doing the best I can, y'all. Fast as I can go here. Bulldog Blitz texts the show. He says, uh, came close to having both coaches from one game fired afterward like Luke and Moorhead. Willie Gay had to knock out our quarterback to force Cohen's <laughs> I mean, was that not a – you talk about a mess. Uh, somebody said, do we know if Rodgers and Woody are going to play this Saturday? I think as of today we don't know for sure, but I think everybody's really hopeful. I know Greg Knox is very hopeful. Uh, somebody agreed with me 100%. Jason and Flagstaff said the moment they decided to go from the away from the offensive line scheme and start over, they sabotaged the season. After firing the previous staff, the first offensive staff position that was hired was a new offensive line coach. Before a coordinator, before a coordinator could come in with a system, the first hire was an O-line coach. That's been a mess, too. It just it just didn't work. Sometimes things just don't work. I don't know what else to say about it. As you can see, if you have texted me or commented on the Murray West Live thread, uh, I have not gotten to everything. And I'm going to have to... What we're going to do is start hour two coming back. I'll go fast and uh, try to... Sound like a speed reader and see what y'all are saying because I really am more interested in what y'all think about this stuff than what I think anyway. I already know what I think. So get on in here. Hour two coming up in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around.